Welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we take a deeper look into this week's teaching. Well, hey there, and welcome back to Tuesday Take on this beautiful, warm, for now, February day. Hey, How Shane. are you, Pastor? I'm doing good, man. That's good. Um, so it's going to be cold. Not today, but this weekend. I don't. I took meteorology in college, and with Tom Convicka, full-time teacher, part-time pastor, um, and one of his big things was we live in the bottom of an ocean of air. That is the only thing I remember <laughs> from meteorology. Um, I don't know why it gets cold. I remember something about El Nino and that other one. Um, and that's it. I don't I don't know why it's going to be, you know, the high today is going to be 68. The low is like 50-something. And then this weekend is like the low is like 17, 16, 17, 18, and high of like 30. So not cool. <laughs> not cool. I wish I could tell you why, but I don't remember. Anyway, uh, you have a good morning this morning, man? Yeah. Got up, got a little workout in, and I just hanging out with you, man. Living the dream. We put together a TV this morning. We did. Um, and With uh, Dylan's help. With Dylan's help. Thanks, Dill. Pickle. Um, <laughs> hey, if you need a TV put together, call professionals. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't call us. It was an adventure, to say the least. Uh, we will not be quitting our day jobs. We will keep them. Um and hopefully never have to put a, together a TV again. Uh, and we say put together a TV, we need a TV stand for We didn't actually have to put the actual TV together because that's pretty simple. It was a TV stand. Yeah. yeah, putting together a TV sounds a lot harder than what we did. <laughs> you're, you're right, you're right. Um, man, jumping into some questions. Sunday you said we'll look back at verses 25 to 27. So let's take a look at those now. Uh, Verse 25 says, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The first two verses of that, it's like, okay, and then 27 comes, and you're like, huh? Uh, So, what is happening in these couple quick verses? It sounds a little confusing. What is Jesus saying? Yeah, so I think, and and we wanted to be able to take some time to kind of look back over it, kind of to examine it. And I think one of the things is, is even when you hear this, like God has hidden things from certain people so that they don't really see the true nature of the kingdom and what's being taught, and I think... I don't know if, if you're this way, Shane, but when you read through it, you're like, that ah, seems kind of weird that God would hide things from people and then not. But when you look at, what was it, the end of verse 26, it says, for this was your gracious will. So, like, this is what God's gracious will was to do this. So I think there's several things um, at play here. One is is fulfilling prophecy. So I want to read this. This is out of uh, Isaiah, um, Isaiah 29, verses 13 through 14. I'll read that, and it kind of 
fulfilling prophecies here that says, The Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me, for their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wondrous things with this people, with wonder upon wonder. The wise, the wisdom of the wise men shall perish, and the discernment, uh, uh, discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden from them. And so it's kind of fulfilling this prophecy of what he's saying. It's like, hey, these people really, in what we talked about, like their hearts aren't really where it needs, you know, they, they, it's, all, it's all a show. It's all this religious act, basically. And he says that basically he's fulfilling this prophecy where the Lord said, hey, look, I'm, there's going to be certain things I don't reveal to certain people. Now, when he says this idea of, you know, that he's going to hide it from the wise, I think that seems a little weird to say that because you're like, well, I thought wisdom's good and I thought we're supposed to seek wisdom. But when he uses this idea of wisdom here, he's not speaking the idea of like what the way we would think of like biblical wisdom. He's thinking of this idea of like this idea of being like prideful, haughty, being like wise in your own eyes, this kind of idea. And so basically what he's saying is like that God has not revealed these things to the prideful, the arrogant, the unbelief, you know, that kind of deal. But when he says, but he has revealed it to the little children, again, he's not talking about like children, I mean, it could be a child, but he's speaking of this idea of those who are humble, those who come humbly before him. And we see the same thing of the passage we looked at um, at the end of, like, who does God or who gets to experience the gentleness and, and lowliness of Jesus when they come to him? It's those who humbly come to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, so when he says that, this idea of that he's coming to hide things from the, the haughty, the prideful, the arrogant, um, that they're unable to see really what what what's being done, but it's those God reveals Himself, and and it says to whoever you know, basically Jesus chooses to reveal to those who humbly come to Him. I'll read this other passage, and we can go to a different question or whatever. But I wanted to uh, turn to this. This is First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven. Um, actually, you know what? That's the wrong one. Romans chapter eleven. Um, because I, th- I think sometimes we have this idea, and even when you deal, if you've ever read Romans 9 and 10 and 11, you kind of like, ah, this this maybe doesn't sit well with me yeah. kind of deal. You know, God's hiding things from certain people. God's revealing it, only who God reveals to, and that whole deal. And uh, at the end of Romans 11, he, does, he says this, uh, verse 33, Romans eleven thirty three 33, says, Oh, the depth and the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable are his ways. And so I think in multiple times God will say this, like, who are we to counsel God and to tell him who what we think should happen, you know? And so I th- these passages I think are always difficult because it deals with this idea of sovereignty, uh, kind of deals with election, deals with this idea of God hiding. And, you know, because I think we're like, I just, I don't know, just on the surface level, you're like, it just sounds weird that God would hide things from certain people. Um, but we see this is God's gracious will, um, you and I, can't understand what God is doing in in all of this, why God's doing this, um, but obviously we see this is God's will at play, and this is what God's will was in this in this instance is to not reveal really the hidden things of the kingdom to those almost like religious or even non-religious people that were responding with unbelief, pride, arrogance toward Jesus and the kingdom and God, and obviously they didn't see the truths of the kingdom, but yet God humbly and even we'll see this when we get to the parables how he'll say the parable but then he'll only explain it to like a select few disciples yeah so this won't be the first or this won't be the last time that we see this whole idea um it'll it'll pop up again in the gospels you know for sure you talked about sunday coming to jesus and taking up his yoke 
that's – I think that, you know, in our culture, we don't really talk like that a lot. So, for us, practically, how can we do that? Well, I think one of the things, practically, of what it looks like to come to – come to I think it means talking this idea of, like, I, there's also – there's a level of, like, our attitude, humble, um, coming to him because we know that we don't have anywhere else to go, that, that only he can relieve our burdens and those kind of things. Um, but I think there's a level of, like, what it means to come is to – to pray so it's to seek him through prayer so to pray to him to seek him to call out to him this that idea of what it what that looks like and then the taking the yoke uh, as we talked about Sunday means to um, submit yourself surrender yourself under that so I think it's in that and I think it goes back to even what Jesus said before you know that we have to crucify ourselves daily to him it's this every day and I think it's I think it happens through prayer. I think it happens through reading the Word. I think it happens through practically obeying what God has said. So I think it's, it's saying, all right, God, you know what's best. So I'm going to surrender myself to you. I'm going come to come under what you say, um, what your will is for my life. And so um, so I think there's prayer involved in that. There's reading the Word to know what God's will is. I think there's uh, that not just reading God's Word but applying it to our life, practically walking in it. Um, even in times we don't feel it or see it, say, hey, I'm going to walk in what you've said, and so I'm going to come under your, you know, because obviously what he says is your, your yoke is easy, so what you, your ways are good, your ways are kind, and so the only ways that lead to life are your ways, so it's saying, all right, I'm going to reject what I, I think, my my flesh, my thing, and I'm going to, you know, humbly submit to to Jesus and what he, and what he wants for my life. For sure, man. Uh, Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. How can we live this verse out in our lives, whether it's in our home groups or with the people around us? So I, I thought of this verse, I didn't bring it up in the sermon, but this it says this whole idea. Obviously, we're, we're to bear our burdens to Jesus, but then in Galatians, Paul tells us that we're to help bear one another's burdens uh, and it fulfills the law of Christ. And so I think there's several things that we can do to help bear other people's burdens. One, I think pray for them, you know, um, pray for them, let them know you're praying for them and actually pray for, for them. Uh, pray for things that are going on in their life. Uh, I think it's checking on people. Uh, man, how'd that go? How you feeling? You know, just checking in with people. I think it's giving people godly advice. So like pointing people to the Bible, pointing people to godly wisdom and what, and those kind of things. So not just telling people what I think or worldly type wisdom, but it's like pointing them to scripture. Here's what you, you know, so it's like, um, helping bear, you know, and listening, just listening to people, um, you know, as they are walking through difficult burdens, you know, as ways. But one of the things I, I thought about, I was thinking about this verse because I think it's one of the home group questions. And so I was thinking about this idea of, of, bearing our, our burdens, um, bearing other people's burdens. But I was also thinking of that sometimes I don't – maybe we struggle with bearing people's burdens. And some, th- some reasons why we may have a hard time with bearing other people's burdens is because we're so consumed with our own burdens and we haven't dealt with our burdens is that sometimes it's like – and this is an excuse. I think he's just saying like sometimes I don't have the capacity to bear my burdens and other people's. And so I think there's a there's this idea of, of – or in our life I would say probably if you see people that are good with – bearing people's burdens are probably people that are dealing with their own burdens and taking it to Jesus and, you know, submitting themselves under Jesus. And so I think there's a level of, as we, you know, we want to help one another with burdens that we have in our life, but it's going to be real hard to do that. Or I would say this way, sometimes we're so self-focused on our own life, our own burdens, um, that we just don't 
think about other people's burdens because I'm dealing with my own burdens. And so I think we need to deal with our own burdens to Jesus, take them to him. And I think that frees us up, not only to feel the freedom of having burdens lifted, trust in Jesus in our life, but also I think it gives us the capacity to be able to say, hey, I, I can actually help help other people in their burdens, you know? Yeah, for sure, so. man. Um, I think that that's important too. Like, I mean, we're, we're called to do this multiple times in Scripture, but I think it's one of the most difficult things for us to do because uh, it's being vulnerable with people um, and, and trusting people. Um, but, man, like what – a relief and what a, a joy it is to be able to have someone who's kind of in your corner, you know, um, and, and is there in the trenches with you. Um, you know, times in my life where I've walked through difficult seasons, like having people there and having people carry it, like this is, this is so much more than I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I look at a passage like this and, or I look at bearing each other's burdens and like the world does it really well. You know, I think that you could see at times in the secular world just does this great. Um, and sometimes as Christians, I don't know why we think that we have to have like, I've got to fix this. I've got to do this. I've got to whatever. And it's like, no, like it's clear, like, no, we're, we're meant to live like this. And so I think that's a good reminder to, to settle back in of like, hey, like help each other and lead each other back to Christ. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, uh, now for the last question of the day, the know your pastor portion of the podcast Pastor James, what food do you dislike the most and why? I don't like corn tortillas. That was that was fast. <laughs> um I mean I'm sure well, I don't like English peas. A, a thousand times yes. They're pretty I agree. terrible. Corn tortilla and I well I, like I like corn chips, that kind of deal, but like I'm pretty out on if I'm eating a burrito, quesadilla taco whatever i mean if it's like a hard taco shot i know that's like a corn but like let's, let's, if it's soft i don't want corn um flowers just better but anyway it's but true, te- i agree teach his own but that english peas i definitely don't like english peas um but it's really not i mean i i, I can i can eat just about anything so i'm I, i'm not super picky but those are some things that i no, I'm, I don't want to eat those things. Yeah, I, corn tortillas. I, I'll be honest. I picked with, I picked with you a lot about man. You don't like corn tortillas? What the heck, man? And I was eating at El Sombrero probably about three months, three or four months ago with Michael Carr, and I ordered some tacos, and I was super pumped. And they came out on corn tortillas, and I was like, "Dad, come it!" Like, <laughs> and that's whenever I realized I was like. I too <laughs> don't like corn tortillas. <laughs> and so, um, again, we keep shouting them out. There's no sponsorship or anything here, but Latin food, they have they do have good homemade tortillas. They call Flat. them quesadillas, yeah, but they're really more a burrito. They're more of a burrito. It's a baleares, and that it's nice. thanks, man. I appreciate. It. I've been working on it. I, I want to impress them when we go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but we're regulars now, so I may not have to ever again. Sure. But like, they're homemade flour tortillas and they are top notch so would you say that that might be your favorite mexican kind of honduran like that kind of authentic food would would you say that would maybe be your favorite in town yeah i mean i think it's the only authentic one in town that's very true that's very true um but yeah i like that honduran it has a little cuban like i love cuban food and so 
yeah, that kind of authentic, I'm I'm in for it. Look, man, we may just need to have a potluck whenever everything calms down in the world and we can eat together in big groups again. And we may just need to cater them and show love to them and then also show everyone why we continue to talk about this place so much. Yeah, some people may not like it, but... Yeah, whenever we go, Kelly gets a sandwich, and that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that's fine, but it's all it's all good. Well, man, thank you for sitting down and uh, walking through a different part of this passage and showing us some stuff and then reminding us of some good truths from Sunday. And thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take.